Hey, thank you again so much, everyone, for tuning in to another awesome podcast episode. Today, we have an amazing feature guest case. Feature guest is a Flourish Digital Magazine. She is a host of My Journey with Paula G on WATC TV 57 in Atlanta. She is involved in the National Black Radio Hall of Fame, and she is truly a fantastic Please welcome the one and only Paula G. Voice. Greetings. And who was that woman that you were talking about? All right. Thank you again so much for <laughs> taking the time to come on. I definitely appreciate it. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. How are you, love? How are you? Doing great. Doing great. I'm a little warm out, but I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Yes, I understand about being a little warm. We're here on the East Coast, and anyone that knows anything about Atlanta, Atlanta has a nickname. It's in, it's called Hot Atlanta because year-round it's, it's it's pretty hot in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> it gets oh real my humid gosh, there too. Yes, yes, it gets so humid, you know. And I think part of it is because we're. Well, Atlanta, technically Atlanta, is, is landlocked. Of course, the state is not landlocked, but, you know, technically Atlanta is a bit landlocked. So, yeah, we, we get it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand about that. I lived in Louisiana for six There you years. go. <laughs> so you know the drill, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. Um, my first question is, when you think about Tyler and who has his own mm-hmm. movie lot there in Atlanta, who used to be homeless, um, what what is, um, you know, now he's doing amazing oh, things. Well, what thoughts come twofold. to your mind? One, as a former military spouse, the reason that I actually wound up in Atlanta, when I first came to Atlanta, I was married. My husband was in the military and he was stationed at Fort McPherson, which is actually Tyler Perry Studios now. And that is the base that he deployed out of um, on 9-11. So I always say that 9-11 is the first day of the rest of my life, but I didn't know it at the time. So you know, for Tyler, for that base to close under what's called the BRAC, um, the, the base reduction, for that base to close and for Tyler Perry to then acquire that property, for me personally, is just an amazing journey. You know, being down there at one time in my life as a military spouse and, and you know, going around that particular base as a military spouse just has it conjures up one set of emotions and feelings and so forth but now that it is Tyler Perry Studios and he has acquired that property what it speaks to me is the grace of God what it speaks to me is laser focus what it speaks to me is discipline determination what it speaks to me is stamina and the ability believe in yourself. All of those things and more is what it took for him to acquire that that land. And if any of you have ever been in the Atlanta area or have had the opportunity to to, um, be on what was once Fort McPherson, 
it's a huge, huge, huge campus. That's a huge complex. So for him to be able to acquire that, the grace of God, his laser focus, his discipline, his determination, his stamina and, and his belief in himself. I can remember his story talking about sleeping in his car, being outside the uh, 14th Street Playhouse, where I believe one of his first plays um, was, was aired at the 14th Street Playhouse. I think he said maybe there was a dozen people there. Now he can't even, he can't, he can't even utilize that facility um, for a production because of the demand um, you know, for his movies and his plays and so forth. The, the, the venue is now too small for him. That venue is too small. At one time it was too large and now it's too small. So he is just a prime example of mm. if you have a dream and you believe in yourself at some point in time, you are, you are on that journey, you are on that, word, that road where as the song says, you have to encourage yourself. And you know, there was a, a stretch of time where no doubt all he had was himself and all he had was himself to encourage himself to be where he is today. So he's just, I think he's done a phenomenal job. My hat's off to him. Wow, that is so true. Um, he's definitely come a long way. You know, obviously a prime example of um, of being the the flower that grew from the concrete, you know, in the midst of everything. And now he's doing absolutely, the Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, who would you say are some of your greatest um, influencers, people who have um, influenced you? I, I truly would have to say, because I couldn't, I can't really name any one or two because it would discount the others. For me, it has been all of the women who have come before me, who have had the same mindset that Tyler Perry has had and just have done what they have done, have achieved what they have achieved with grace, with poise, and with the femininity of who they are. I was watching um, one of my friends turn, turn me on to, what is it, is it Versus? Is that what it's called? Versus, V-E-R-Z-U-Z, Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah so Versus. Okay, so that was yeah. brand new to me. I didn't know anything about Versus. So they turned me on to Versus, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I'm watching last night, Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. Yeah, Patty my LaBelle. Lord, my Lord, my Lord. And for me, the, the joy in that, not only the music, because, you know, during that period of time, the lyrics told the story, the lyrics spoke to the music, but also to see them there chatting together, talking about their journey. I've seen um, Gladys Knight live in Manchester, in England at the Apollo Theater, sitting on a stool on the stage, talking about the 50, her 50 year journey plus of what it took for her to get to that, that point how they had to, you know, learn the showmanship, how they had to endure the um, climate of the country at the time, the racial climate of the country at the time to do what it is that ha has placed them in the position of being on Instagram, you know, in September of 2020, their professional journey. And, you know, as they embarked on their professional journey, also personally, 
what was going on in their lives. So, you know, it's women like them and all of the ones that came before them that just were trailblazers that achieved what it is that, you know, God had placed inside of them to achieve, again, that mindset, you know, similar to Tyler Perry and what it took, the discipline, the determination, the stamina, and they did it all with the femininity of who they are as women. So those are the ones that have influenced uh, me throughout my journey. Wow, that is so beautiful. It's almost as if um, in my imagination, I imagine then listening to Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come, then looking in the mirror and realizing, as Michael Jackson said, that the change exactly. starts with the man in the mirror and then and then becoming the change that they desire. Yes, that is exactly, so awesome. exactly. And you, you, you know, you have to be that. And the thing, you know, the thing with, with um, women, not just women, but women and the men like Gladys Knight, the men and the women like Patti LaBelle, they are still relevant 50, 60 years later. They are still relevant today. So it speaks to, um, it really speaks to what it takes to uh, maintain longevity and whatever the path is that you have chosen, what does it take to maintain that longevity? Yes. Yes, that is so true. That is um, so true because it's not just how you start a race that counts, but it's how you are consistent throughout the race and how you finish it that you know exactly. that counts as well. Exactly. And so, um, when you were younger, what was it that you wanted to do? When you oh my gosh. Up? When I was younger, let me see. Let me. I have to pick a time period in my life because there's so many different things <laughs> that I wanted to do. At, at one point, <laughs> oh gosh, I wanted to be a PE teacher at one point because I've always been active throughout my life. And then at one point I wanted to be an actress. Uh, at one point I wanted to model. Uh, at one point I wanted to be a buyer for Macy's because I was just so big into fashion. You know, when I was younger, I was just really big into fashion when I was younger. So I didn't wind up being a PE teacher, but I've been, you know, active all of my life and exercising. Uh, I have done some acting, so I did delve in that a bit. I've done some modeling in my younger years, so I did kind of, you know, delve in that a bit as well. And I did work in the fashion field for a while. So, you know, as I got old, you know, as I got older and, and all of these things, I'm talking from the age of maybe 20 on, you know, I did those things. But as a that, but as a young girl, those are the things that I dreamed about. You know, you get in front of the mirror, you know, when you're young, get in front of the mirror and you get that hairbrush and you're pretend you're singing or an actress or, you know, model, whatever, whatever it is, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of times I think there's power in that. You know, we, we look back and we say, oh, that was cute. You know, she had the hairbrush in her hand and she was, you know, pretending that she was singing. But look at Jennifer Hudson today. You know, oh, that was, you know, that was right. cute. He was sitting, sitting there and, you know, playing all those different in, in, instruments or pretending to pray all of, play all of those different in, uh, instruments and may he rest in peace, but look at Prince, you know? So there's, there, I think there's power when children yes. dream 
you know, we've got to continue to pour into those dreams because we never know how they'll manifest. That is so true. And as you're um, talking about that, I'm reminded of early episodes um, when Janet Jackson was still part of the Jackson Five yes. and she would come out on stage and do her impersonation yes, with Mae exactly, West. Exactly, you know? exactly. All that time she was observing, she was learning. You know, she, I think at one point she wanted to perform with them when she was younger than that. And her father said, no, no, no. But she was, she was, she was learning, she was taking notes. She was taking notes. <laughs> yeah. She, she was taking some notes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And um, how did you get started in radio oh, and gosh. TV? My journey in radio, and no pun intended, that's the name of my show, <laughs> was really an answer to prayer. I reached a point in my life, and I'll kind of give you the Cliff Notes version, but a few years back, I reached a point in my life where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of doing what it was that I was doing. And I had, you know, this uh, vision of some of the things that I wanted to do. And I, you know, I prayed, I said, God, if these are areas that, that you desire for me to go in, if these are areas that I can minister in, not necessarily from the pulpit, I'm not a minister, evangelist, prophetess, any of those things. But if you're pouring these gifts into me, and these are the gifts that you have given me. Open the doors of opportunity for me to utilize those gifts. Give me the courage to walk through those doors and the wisdom and discernment to determine which doors are the proper doors for me. So with all of that being said, I attended the, uh, I'm part of, part of the Hank Stewart Foundation here in the Atlanta area, which is a phenomenal organization that um, mentors and encourages and inspires young people to be the best that they can be. It's just a phenomenal organization here in the Atlanta area. And every year they have a fundraiser. It's a white linen affair. And I was at this particular fundraiser and I met a gentleman uh, who we just lost about a month ago. I met a gentleman that would change my life and his name was Clark Garrison. He was the CEO of Survival Radio Network. I went over to him, introduced myself, we engaged in conversation, and in the course of the conversation, he asked me, have you ever thought about radio? I said, okay, God, here's an open door. And uh, that was the beginning of my journey in radio. I did internet radio podcasts for about six years, Um, was introduced to some amazing people, Uh, just an amazing experience. I learned so much and grew so much as a radio host and as a podcaster and what it took and what it takes to uh, produce you know a quality show and what it took and what it takes for longevity there you know there's stumbling a box along the way you've got to start somewhere but if it's something that you know you one really enjoys doing and desires to do then um, they can enjoy great success in that area. And that's exactly what happened uh, to me. We lost Clark about a month ago uh, to a brain tumor. He had about a nine month battle. And that was a huge, huge loss, which a lot of us are still, a lot of us are still struggling with. Um, Back in June, the network, his network, uh, we went off air in, in June at that time because we, um, realized that that was the end of the road for that particular network. So I've been off air since June, a couple months. So it feels a little strange on Wednesday nights at 8.30. That was the time of my show. 
So it feels a little strange on Wednesday nights at 8.30. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do with myself because I'm used to having a show, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and then in the process of that, you know, when you, when you make one connection, you make other connections and other connections. And through Survival Radio Network, I made a connection with uh, Positive Power 21. I was introduced to Jerry Voice of uh, Jerry Voice Live of Positive Power 21. I began co-hosting with him. He had an idea for a TV show. He was looking for a host. He um, asked me if I would be interested in being the host of that show. And last week we launched, we're going into our third year of My Journey with Paula G, which airs here in the Atlanta area on WAGC2. Uh, .tv, but also on Roku, Hulu, Truly TV, Google Play, and a variety of platforms as well. So that is how my journey started. The opportunity, opportunities presented themselves, and I was prepared to walk through those doors. Wow, what an awesome <laughs> dream you've been on yes. and that you're on. Yes, yes, it's 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 been a journey, and it's just. Um, you know, it's, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful journey. And I'm always, you know, I'm always excited when I see, you know, others such as yourself, you know, starting your own podcast and, and, you know, creating your platform and just the growth and the experience that, that you get and are getting. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So, um, I'm excited for you. <laughs> I'm excited for you oh, on this you. journey. Yes, yes. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. I'm excited. Um, you know, all that's to come. You know, I try yes. to tap into every gift that God placed in me. Yeah. But I believe that's the key. Yes, and it's, you know, each is one step at a time. It's just one step at a time. And just, you know, continuing to move forward and continuing to overcome those hurdles that you will encounter and you will encounter them, you know, overcoming those hurdles and, 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 and moving forward on your journey. Definitely. And so you once said a person can have is the one between, is the one that is between your ears, um, mm -hmm. what you tell yourself. And that is profound. A lot of fail to recognize that. I don't know that they fail to recognize that as they, as perhaps they miss the impact. And by that, I say, I have a, a, a dear friend who is like a mother to me. We call her Mother Hines, and we believe that she is the oldest uh, living Gold Star mom. And a Gold Star mom is a mom who's lost a child uh, during wartime. And she says, and I always try to quote what she says. She says, the subconscious mind has a conscious that the conscious mind doesn't have. What truly drives us is our subconscious mind. It's not our conscious mind that drives us. It's our subconscious mind. I'll give you an example. If the electricity goes out in your house, right? You know the electricity's out. It's going to be out for a while, right? It might be, you know, getting maybe closer to evening. You know, the, the, the power is out. But when you walk into the next room, what's the first thing you do is you hit the light switch. That, that muscle memory, that subconscious, 
is, is, is yeah. something that you automatically do. So the, the phrase that I use is greatest conversation that you ever have is the one that takes place in between your ears. What are you speaking to yourself? Is God a part of that conversation? And are you listening to his clear, uh, his clear voice, his clear, small voice? So I think what, what I encourage people to do is to engage in that conversation in between. There's a lot of times that conversation in between our ears will hinder us from doing what it is that we desire to do. If, if let's say for example, if, if you allowed, and I know you haven't because we are having this conversation. So the fact that we're having this conversation indicates that you have not allowed this to happen. But let's just say for the sake of argument, you tell your family and friends, you know what, I wanna start a podcast. And all of their conversation is, oh man, that's not gonna work. You can't do that. You know, you don't, you don't know the first thing about podcasting. What are you going to, how are you going to get a guest? Who's going to be on you? All of that. If you had allowed all of that conversation to take up rent in between your hmm. ears, you and I would not be having this conversation. So therefore, the greatest conversation that you will ever have is the one that takes place in between your ears. Because even though all that noise on the outside is speaking negative, what's going on in between your ears is truly what matters. And I always encourage people to think, what are you speaking to yourself and why? For example, if you, let's say if you, if you, if you feed into all that negative conversation, then one has to ask themselves, why am I feeding into that? What, what is it about myself that I feel badly about that I'm allowing that conversation to determine my direction. You follow me? Hopefully that's not too deep, but you know, we really have to think about what is it. That's so that true. Welcome back everyone for tuning in to part two of podcast episode with Paula G. Voice. I'm picking up where... Thank you, Paula, for um, continuing part. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So you once said that the greatest conversation that someone can ever have is the one that takes place between your ears. Um, what you tell yourself is very important. Um, that is so profound. Do you feel a lot of people fail to recognize that? I think a lot of people perhaps maybe don't take the time to really understand the importance of that conversation. What we tell ourselves is really so vital and how we process outside information. You know, the, the, I call it the noise sometimes when you have, you know, the naysayers that are telling you something that you can't do, that you aspire to do, but you have naysayers telling you something that you cannot do. And perhaps maybe you're not quite sure of yourself. Then that conversation in between your ears may be telling you, you know what, they may be right. Maybe you can't do this. So we, we have to begin to learn how to change that narrative and it starts with that conversation that we have with ourselves. If we're having a negative conversation with ourselves, we have to pause 
and think about why am I having a negative conversation? Why is my confidence low? Why is my self-esteem low? Looking at those reasons, working on that, changing that narrative, and therefore changing that conversation in between your ears. When we were talking earlier about Tyler Perry, imagine, just imagine if he had allowed the naysayers to invade that conversation in between his ears. Would he be where he is today or would he still be living in his car outside of the 14th Street Playhouse? You mm. know, so it's, it's just really, really important that, and a lot of times it's difficult because a lot of times we don't want to engage in that conversation because sometimes it's a difficult conversation because sometimes we, we ha we're having to hold ourselves accountable you know, for certain things. And I'm a witness and I'm not pre you know, saying anything that I read in a book. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about something that I have walked myself, but I know the benefits mm -hmm. of having that hard conversation, holding yourself accountable for certain things that, you know, maybe I have not been as um, confident as I should or as secure as I should, or maybe I've been procrastinating, whatever it is, there's some changes that I need to make, um, you know, so you can move forward and just really live out the fullness of your life and the full manifestation that God, you know, has placed in before each of us, we just have to go out there and grab it. Amen. You know, I believe that's so true. And unfortunately, there's uh, there's noise all around us, and some people yes. they need noise. They'll turn on the TV for background noise, or yes, in the car they'll turn on the radio. But sometimes you just need periods of silence so you can literally hear yourself think and if we allow ourselves to be able to hear ourselves more we can really you know um deal with some things and process things that a lot of times people just push to the back burner of their mind you know yeah absolutely absolutely and i think that's difficult for a lot of people you know during the season that we are in currently you know at the time of this conversation in the midst of the pandemic and you know there were so many people that were complaining about staying home and you know i'm bored and yeah, I don't have anything to do and so forth. In some instances, I think that some of that was generated by not being comfortable with themselves. You know, sometimes when we, when we don't want to hear that conversation in between our ears or when we're not comfortable with ourselves or in our own space, then when we are in a quiet space, you know, we're then craving noise. You know, whether it's picking up the phone and talking to somebody and have the TV on, just like you said, you know, we're craving that noise and we really need to just turn it all off and just embrace that silence so we, that we can hear his still small voice telling us, you know, guiding us in the direction that we should go. Amen. That is so true and very important. I was wondering when about one narrative, what advice would you give them? That's a journey. Uh, if someone's looking to change their narrative, they have to be willing to do the work. It, you know, we are in such a microwave society that we expect everything overnight and instant. And, you know, if it's not done instantly, at least within the next 24 hours or 48 hours, or at the very late, at the very most, a week, you know, every everything is so microwave. So in order for want to truly change that narrative, they have to be willing to do the work. They have to exercise patience. Patience is a, is, is a dying virtue, I think, these days. 
you know, where everything is so instant, but they have to exercise patience and they have to be gentle with themselves as well, because changing the, your, your, your narrative is difficult. You know, it's a difficult, you have certain things that have been embedded in you all of your life for one reason or another. And perhaps those things have, at one time they may have served you well, because it was a survival thing at one point. But years later now, it may not be serving you well and it may be something that needs to change, but you've been doing it for so long or thinking it for so long. It's a difficult narrative to, to, to change. So you have to allow yourself the time to take the necessary steps that need to be taken to change that narrative because these things are so embedded in us. I was working with a photographer years ago and I, uh, it's something that she said, you know, she said, we spend our adulthood trying to get over our childhood. And you think about that for a moment, you know, you think about maybe certain things that happened in our, in our childhood that we carried throughout our lives and they manifested in certain behaviors that we carry now as adults, all of us, you know, regardless of whether we had a positive childhood or a ne negative childhood, we carry the residuals of our childhood into our adult adulthood and we may not realize it, you know, because now at this point it's so subconscious. So it, it really takes work. It takes a patience. It takes being committed and being honest with yourself as to, you know, what is it about this narrative that I need to examine? What is it about this narrative that I need to change? How do I need to change it? What do I need to do to change it? What are the steps? you know, to take and being committed to taking those steps until that change, you know, till that change occurs. And then we get to the point too, where sometimes there are certain things that you may not ever fully be able to be released from, but at least we can learn how to coexist with whatever it is, you know, whatever that, that, that challenge may be. So, Amen. Yes, yeah. that is mm -hmm. the truth. Yes. So important. And also, I was wondering um, if there is a young person out there who may be listening to this, who may want to follow their dreams, but they may be surrounded by a lot of discouragement and negativity. Um, what advice would you give them? I would tell them that sometimes you have to go within. You have to go inside yourself. If you know deep down in your heart that you are passionate about that particular thing. You know that you can make it happen. You know that you can make it work. You know that you are destined. Then you, you have to solidify yourself in that confidence. There's a song that says, uh, you know, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. And sometimes you have to block out those voices. And it's difficult because as a young person, 15, 16, 17 years old, living under someone's roof and you were desiring, uh, you know, to pursue a certain dream or something that you, that you have and you have everyone around you telling you what you can't do, get about the business of doing the research on whatever it is that you desire to do and how how you see yourself going about it. In other words, writing out a plan and presenting that. I can remember, and I'm speaking kind of from experience, one of my daughters um, came to her dad and I some years ago about something that she wanted to do. And we were like, no, no, you, you know, you can't do that. You, you know, you can't do that for whatever reason. I can't even remember now, it was so many years ago. 
But she came back to us a couple weeks later with a specific plan as to how she felt that she could achieve that thing. You know, and her dad and I looked at it like, okay, this this kid is serious. <laughs> She's like yeah. really serious. She's really serious about this. She has gone out and done the work. So my 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 advice would be to show that you're serious about whatever it is and continue to do it, you know, amidst all of the, the voices of the naysayers. You can listen to, um, you know, a lot of successful people today and a lot of them will tell you that they were surrounded by people that told them what they could not do. You know, one person that comes to mind, I think I remember seeing a, a, a video of Will Smith talking about that, you know, people telling him what they couldn't do. Tyler Perry, people, people telling him what he, they couldn't do, yet they did it in spite of. So there's so many people out there that are accomplished, that are successful, that um, were able to persevere and achieve what it is that they desire to achieve in spite of. Sometimes you have to tune them out respectfully because some of the naysayers may be family members. So you have to kind of respectfully tune them out and just, you know, let them know this this is what I desire to do and this is how I'm going to how I'm going to do it and get about the business of doing it. And eventually they'll see that you're serious. You know, they'll see that you're serious and that this is something that you that I can do and this is something that I desire to do. I'm moving forward and I'm doing, and people will begin to see that. I, I used to be a high school counselor almost 20 years, and I can't tell you how many students I would have come in and, you know, usually they wound up in my office for some disciplinary reason before they went to an administrator. And, you know, a lot of them wound up in my office quite frequently. <laughs> so, you know, I got to know them. But in the course of no knowing them, a the majority of them, why they wound up in trouble and did the things that they did and they were angry and bitter is because there were some adults speaking negative into the, their lives, telling them what they couldn't do, telling them, you know, you, you're, you know you're not going to be anything, you're never going to amount to anything, and, you know, not saying it that nicely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you're not going to amount to blank. You're never going to be blank. You know, not saying it that nicely. And for a parent to pour that into a child, it can be so devastating until they have someone that pours into them the opposite, that you can do it, you know, regardless. Because a lot of times when you have, the other thing too, a lot of times when you have uh, someone that's a naysayer, a lot of times what they're pouring, that negativity that they're pouring into you doesn't have anything to do with you. It's what it's what is, is stirring inside of them. You may be on the road to achieving something that they wish they could have done, but they haven't done. You know, so sometimes it's projection. It's, it doesn't even have anything to do with you. It's projection, projection of, you know, look at the fire in him, look at the confidence in him or her. You know, I wish I had that at that age. So sometimes it's a matter of projection, you know, of, yeah. of uh, you know, so you can't, you cannot, and I know it's hard. I know I've been there, done that. It's hard, but you cannot allow, I, I used to tell my students, you cannot allow the opinions of others to validate how you feel about yourself. Press on and do what it is that is in your heart to do. That because those so same true. people... 
Yeah, because those same people be bragging 10 years from now when, you know, you're up there on the stage getting your award or Emmy or Grammy or, you know, you're famous. Those same people be bragging, you know, oh, that's my fill in the blank. (laughs) Yeah. You, you, You know? Yeah. True, you know, it's not like you were saying. It's it's not about rejection. It's um, it's simply their projection, and you know, sometimes, yes. um, you know, sometimes people try to get run things by others, but you you can't tell everyone your dreams. Sometimes you just yes. gotta do it. You know, let the dream speak for itself. You know. Oh, that's powerful right there too. You can't. T- you are so right. You cannot. You, everyone does not deserve the privilege of knowing your journey. Everyone does not deserve that privilege. They have to earn it. You know, they have to yeah. earn it. And, and like you said, just go about the business of doing it. That's so true. You know, it's like um, all planes can't fly at the same altitude. So not everyone has the oxygen capacity mm-hmm. to carry mm-hmm. your dream like you do. Load someone who doesn't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you yes. know, eventually they're going to bring it down. So it's real, real important, you know. Right, right. And I, and I would just encourage the young people to be disciplined, to be dedicated, to be determined, be focused on whatever it is that you that you desire to do. You know, if it's something in the area of the arts or sport, it, it, it really doesn't matter. It could be you, you, you know, you want to be a politician, whatever it is you have to do you have to endure the the boring part of being proficient at that which and that comes with practice 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 let's say you want to be a a concert pianist practice 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 did i say practice practice (laughs) yeah as boring as sometimes those are i'm again preaching to myself not that i'm a master piano player because i did not take my own advice as a young person but practice the diligence and, and, and the and the you know doing those boring scales day after day after day and i look back now and i often think had i stuck with it had i continued to do those boring scales uh, you know scales on the piano where would i be as a pianist now so you mm. know you have to endure that race um you know, even if it's a, a natural gift, something that comes naturally to you, you still have to practice and, and hone that craft and hone that gift and know that, a, a lot, you know, great people, people who achieve, a lot of times it's a lonely road. It's a lonely road to travel. So if you're feeling alone, speaking to the young people, you feel like you're by yourself you're on this journey, nobody understands, know that while it may be feel like a lonely road to you it is crowded with all of the other people all of the spirits from all of the other people who have traveled that road before you and will travel that road you know after you so be encouraged and you know continue your journey amen definitely pearls of wisdom there Mm -hmm. and on the on the flip script if there's an older person listening to this who may feel like they're maybe their season has passed for them to really do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, What advice would you give to them? I would say that to them that I am a walking witness. I'm a walking evidence. I would say to them that there's a quote by George Eliot and he states, it's never too late to be what you might have been. I'm a radio Mm -hmm. host. I'm a television host. I'm an author. I'm a blogger. 
I'm an influencer, I'm a baby boomer, and I'm walking in my what might have been. And I want to encourage each and every person out there, you don't have to be a baby boomer, you could be at any point where you, you think it's too late. I would challenge you that as long as you're living and breathing, you can get up each and every morning. It is never too late for you to walk in your might have been. You have to just get up and start walking. And I know that I, I, I may be, it sounds like I'm simplifying it. I'm not. What I'm saying is get up and begin the process of whatever it is that you desire to do. Now, granted, if you want to be a astronaut, okay, let's, that might not happen, but, <laughs> but <laughs> might not necessarily happen, but yeah. you know, perhaps it's something else in the space program. I think somebody gave the analogy at one point where they were at a point in their life, they always wanted to be a professional basketball player. Well, they reached a point in their life where that, that wasn't exactly feasible. But what was feasible was for them to be a basketball coach. Mm -hmm. And that's what they went on to, did, to do. They, they became a basketball coach. So you can still walk in your might, I, I, I might have been, and I call it might have been because when we get to that season, you know, sometimes we say, well, I might have been a singer, but I might have been a concert pianist, but, you know. Mm -hmm. So what 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 is your might have been? You can still embrace that and, and it can still manifest in some form. Amen. That is so true. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. Um, you have been truly awesome. Um, how can people connect with you? They can connect with me. And thank you once again so much for having me. And I want to encourage you too on this journey as you are embarking on the journey of, of having your own show. Continue to persevere. Continue to press through their peaks and valleys when it, when it comes to doing you know, a podcast or a live radio or, or whatever it is, but just continue and whatever obstacles that may uh, come your way, all you got to do is just figure out how to get over it, under it, around it, through it, and keep it moving. And, you know, I, I see great things in store for you uh, down the road. So thank you so much for having me. Um, the audience can connect with me on social media through Paula, G, like George, Paula G Voice, BS Victor, Paula G Voice. I'm on Facebook as Paula G Voice, Instagram on Paula G Voice. They can check out my website, paulagvoice.com, and uh, they'll find everything there on the website. I've got two tabs. One is uh, Lady Wisdom, and you know, there's a drop down menu there for what falls under Lady Wisdom, my blog. I'm a uh, contributor for Fl to Flourish magazine. I have uh, my book that is on there as well, My Journey to Lady Wisdom After Midnight, which is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. And then also there's a drop down under Paula G, which shares a bit of information about my radio show and uh, my television show. And also a new platform that I have begun, which is entitled Fit at 60 and Beyond. You don't have to be 60 or beyond. We're just challenging you to be fit mind, body, soul, and spirit. And that's really what this conversation was about today is being fit, being fit in your mind, your body, your soul, and spirit. So you can do what it is that, that, that God has placed inside of you to do. Wow. I love it. Thank you so much. And remember to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Amen. I like that. I might have to start using that one too. <laughs> coin that. Coin that. <laughs> 
Ryan <laughs> Porter said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Yes, this has been a great conversation. So thank you so much. Definitely welcome. And thank you, everyone, so much for um, tuning in to part one and part two of this awesome um, interview. I definitely pray you've been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. And if you do desire to help support or so into this motivational podcast ministry, um, you can. My cash app is the dollar sign Brian Davy, which is a combination of my first and middle name, Brian David 888. So it's the dollar sign Bride Davy 888. Or if you don't have um, Cash App, you can simply email me at David B as in boy, D as in David, P as in Peter 35 at yahoo.com. That's David BDP 35 at yahoo.com. And I can definitely assist you with that. And it'd be greatly appreciated. And as always, this is BDP Brian David Porter. Living in purpose, on purpose, intent. Next time, you guys be blessed.